dads out there and moms hello to team fade den football fans everywhere hope you guys had a great weekend this is another episode of the fade you podcast this is our weekend recap episode overall episode 75 we are recording on tuesday this week september 21st we had a birthday bash last night we appreciate you guys listening uh appreciate your continued support audience is growing spread the word share the pod uh, always make sure you're following us on Twitter and on Instagram at Fade Sports and uh, help us keep promoting this shit. So my name is Matthew James. I have the whole Fade You Dad crew here to recap uh, a pretty epic weekend in many ways. And uh, so I guess we have to start with Joe. Joe, you uh, <laughs> you had a hell of a weekend. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know where to start with your weekend. Do we start yeah. with the trip to Philly, the the shooters on the plane, the Niner game, the contest? I don't even know. What do you want to start with? Yeah, it was a pretty epic weekend. Like last weekend, I shit my pants before the first game. This weekend, I was just chugging beers on the flight to Philly for Niners and Eagles. And such a good time. Uh, even my Bulldogs came through on Saturday. Four and one contest. Niners win. Would have been, would have been nice to have a little bit more profit with then but you know what it was a all over all time weekend for me kmart happy belated birthday you have a good birthday last night buddy yeah yeah it was fun still it was still a little tired from our fun day uh at o'connell's on sunday but uh you know still glad everyone showed up and you know it was a good time you and chris broke out hard on sunday uh i mean there were so you you were ordering vegas bombs and i mean Chris, I don't know. You can speak to that. You and Kmart just were having a love fest over there in the corner of O'Connell's. Yeah, it was the first time I almost kissed a dude and uh, <laughs> felt kind of nice. He's so nice and thin and loving. You know, he he's about to have a baby soon. He's just on cloud nine. And he's taking a, you know, I'm really becoming fond of you, Chris. I'm like, oh, wow, Kmart. <laughs> yeah, you don't hear that often, Chris. <laughs> no, it was, it was a great breath of fresh air. Usually, oh, it's beautiful. his exact opposite with that smelly fuck. Sure, my breath <laughs> not so fresh though. Oh God! And, and Neil, just we're going to transition to Dennis here in a second. Can you just speak to? You feel like you make a good contest pick. You bet poop. You take the lions. And you feel pretty good about it. And then can you just speak to the sinking feeling when you see the fade den alert and you know in your heart of hearts that you got mooshed? So, yeah, so I was driving up to Kyle's and I was I felt I felt it was one of my strongest plays the whole the whole time. We talked about it on the Friday pod. This was I this was my poop play. I felt great about it. I'm, you know, going to go up, have a great night, celebrate Kyle's birthday. And then I see the alert and it says Detroit. And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait. Okay. It said like Detroit in the, uh, like over. And like, we just didn't type in like Detroit versus Packers over. No, it says Detroit plus seven and a half, Detroit plus 12. And I'm just thinking, 
this is a sick fucking joke, Matt. Like you, like, you know, I'm on Detroit. Like you're just like messing. Like, is this, and like, he didn't, you didn't actually post this to Twitter. Did you like, and and I couldn't believe it. It ruined it. And I just like, at some point you knew it was all going to go bad. I'm like, you're catching 11 and you're up three at halftime. And it's like, everything's great. Like, and then it all just turns and goes to S. That's what happens. Bet on poop. Uh, yeah, we can just remind everyone now. And I mean, Neil, you were alive until the very end of the game. That's what was so like excruciating about it is you had a chance to backdoor it. Well, that's when you have eleven. Well, yeah, when you have eleven points, it's like it could, it's really hard not to be in not to be in it at any given time. And. Uh, I mean, just it, like I said, it just then like the ball slipping out of Goff's hands and interceptions. And it just, oh, it was a rough one, boys. And Joe, you talked a few minutes before we started about how when you're picking your five for the contest, you're trying to to avoid the possible den plays. And you're trying to have your contest picks be Dennis proof. And um, sometimes the guy has a mind of his own. Yeah, I was like, you know, I was floored when we, we received that text about him being on the Lions. But yeah, I definitely take that into account when I'm looking at the the board, like, okay, what is Den gonna be on? You know, let's go the opposite side. Hopefully he comes in on a on the right side, according to us. But uh yeah, I was absolutely astonished he came in on uh the Lions. Well, Chris, let's talk about how Dennis has been doing. We have two weeks of NFL bets from Den. We have a few weeks of college football bets for Den now. So, uh, Dennis, on college football Saturdays for the season, we've got 29, 21, and 1 for Team Fade Den. So, up 5.9 units fading Dennis's Saturday college bonanzas. But then on Sundays, Team Fade Den is 18 and 22 for minus 6.7 units. Uh Last week was was okay. Team Fade Den was 34 and 28 for plus 2.9. Uh, but the weekend, again, we just haven't had that explosion yet. 23 and 20 for plus 0.7. That's fading Dennis. I guess you have to start with why he has been good on Sundays. He's nine and two on Sunday night football. He four and owed the Rams in week one. And then this week, we thought we were looking at 0 and 7, and we were able to salvage and, and go 2 and 5 fading him. But Chris, 9 and 2 on Sunday night football. Uh, I mean, the books had a good, a great result with the Ravens winning outright. But what's up with these primetime overs? When can people expect to see Dennis regress a little bit on Sundays? Yeah, it's unbelievable. All six primetime games have now gone over. So that's obviously going to bet benefit him when he's taking it every single time and uh you know it's it's kind of promising that he's doing worse i know we said he's having actually a decent saturday last year he was having great saturdays and then would piss it all sunday this year to start out he's doing worse on saturdays it's kind of promising we said he'd probably regress back um to scum for college so he has um obviously we want to see more like minus 20 30 units for him and for positive for us than just five but it's very early in the season 
but yeah, we're going to see it uh, regress right now. You guys, you know, we just talked about just like for the contest, how hard it is to pick and choose winners. Um, you know, Den's just actually just picking and choosing some that are just going his way. I mean, he gets a pick six, uh, you know, from the chiefs. So he obviously of course hits that first quarter in Sunday night and they, you know, they're winning at half. So he gets, but then he loses his full, um, and he loses his second half. So of course he keeps firing last night. He wanted to keep firing the lions. He pissed that away. So he's going to fire folks. And so it's kind of weird. Cause we say shit, he has so many, he fires so much, but like we talked about in our first pod, why Den will never be successful. That is why, because he just keeps firing. What second at all? Like every time, every prime time game. Can you tell me what second half? Can you tell me what second? He just will not just sit on a winner. He'll piss it back. So uh, we'll come back here on our Sundays. Chris, are you surprised he's firing so much at halftime? I mean, it seems like almost every time, especially on these Island games, like last night and then the Sunday night game as well, like, make sure people have their tweet notifications on because he'll wait too. It's not like he's firing right when halftime starts. He'll think about it. He'll want the line and then he'll fire like as the teams are coming back out. So if you can't get it in, you can at least get something live. That's close. Like don't take a bad number if it's a possible loser, but are you surprised he's firing so much at halftime and, and trying to either just go really big and try to win huge that night or chase or, yeah, I think it's a whole mix. I mean, when he was when he has shitty nights, I mean, it's funny because when, he, when he's doing bad, he'll text me, fuck, bad picks, what second half? And he'll want to, like, negate his bad. And then when he's doing well, like with the Chiefs, when he goes 3-0, and and then he wants to know what it is so he can even, like, just fucking take it to the book more and try to go, like we said, try to go 7-0, and which he ended up going 2-5. and You know, he loses two units. So uh, it's, you know, it's just give or take. I don't know. Sometimes he gets busy at work. And, you know, a lot of times we'll, we'll get texts and from Kelly and everyone and we're like, wow, Den's sitting out second half. And it's kind of like, holy fuck, it's a shock because he has just been, I don't know if it's been COVID or because we had baseball. He was just took a two or three month hiatus, but he has just been absolutely firing to start the year, which is, which is kind of good. It's just that we wish he'd have a little bit shittier results, but folks, when he fires this much, um, we know it's going to come back and we're going to, we're going to profit from it. So let's talk about takeaways from what we've seen. Kyle, we were watching the game last night, and I looked over to you as Jared Goof and the Lions were just moving the ball at will against the Packers in the first half with no resistance. And I looked at you and I said, there's some awful defense being played in the NFL right now between the the Chiefs on Sunday night, the Packers last night for a while. I mean, that's part of the reason – that these primetime overs are cashing is there's some truly awful defense being played. Even go back to last Thursday, this supposed great defense from Washington, Daniel Jones is moving the ball against them just fine. Are you taking away some of the same things with just like, okay, maybe it's two weeks. These guys didn't have a lot of reps in the preseason. What's going on here? And that's exactly what I think it is. Just no reps in the preseason, uh, three games, hardly any starters played because of COVID OTAs were, weren't mandatory. So a lot of starters just didn't show up. So I think it's going to take, you know, a couple of weeks, you know, for defenses to, I mean, even offenses to click, you know, some of them don't look sharp. So I think that's what we're seeing and, you know, it should correct itself here. You know, we'll start seeing probably a lot of, a lot less of those silly penalties and turnovers that we've been kind of seeing, you know, that's been helping, uh, 
teams, you know, cover against, uh, you know, the spread last week, hence my Cardinals and Chargers. Neil, the with the primetime <clears throat> overs, now it's not like overs are killing it so far. I want to say unders are 17 and 15 on the season right now, but the primetime overs are killing it. At what point do the books start to shade those a little bit high? Or do you think that they're expecting the regression like maybe we're talking about? Well, if you look, I mean, I think we got two really good primetime games coming up, at least for on Sunday and Monday, with you know, some fairly high octane offenses. And I, you don't see it yet. You right green. I'm looking right now. you got green Bay, San Francisco going on Sunday. This kind of really surprised me in that that total right now is sitting at 50. And then you've got the Eagles and Dallas going Monday night and that's at 52. So yeah, it's, it's hard to say. It doesn't look like it's, that the books are catching up to that yet, especially when, you know, right below, right above it, I'm seeing Seattle, Minnesota is priced at over under 55 and a half. So it ain't there yet. Um, and we'll see what happens. You know, I think both of these games are going to have massive five. I mean, I mean, these are both be den overs, I think a hundred percent. Probably. All right. Jumping around a little bit, that's that's pretty good stuff. Let's take our break right now, and then we'll come back. We'll talk about sort of a contest recap a little bit, and then maybe some takeaways and things we're going to keep in mind going into this week. So we'll be right back. All right, let's throw it back to to Joe to talk about the contest a little bit. Uh, Joe, you had a rough week one, to say the least. You were looking at possibly 0 and 5 going into that first Monday night game the Raiders come through for you, you salvage you go 1 and 4 and you were the only one in this group to be better than 50%. You came back roaring back with a vengeance going 4 and 1. Uh talk about what went well and like did you make any adjustments and I mean what happened? Yeah, so me and Jared we got together sent he sent four plays, I sent four plays. And we kind of just talked it out, picked our favorite five. Well, we've actually picked our favorite four. Those went four and oh. And then out of the eight we picked, those went seven and one. And for our fifth, our only loser, of course, we just decided to be square as fuck and, and fire Browns minus the points, which could have, it had a shot to, at, to hit. But um, yeah, I was just really happy. My, you know, square favorite, New England, I mentioned last week, that was a winner. And then Carolina against New Orleans, that was my favorite play of the week. That was a. No, no sweat. So, uh, yeah, it was, you know, clicking on all cylinders for one week. We just got to do it again this week. So Neil talked earlier in the show about the, the thud he felt when Den came in on the Lions, and that was one of his contest plays. Talk about your trip to Philadelphia as a Niners fan and being there ready to watch your Niners, and then you see the, de- the fade Den alert come in, and, and it was fully expected. Of course, Den comes in on the Niners. So you're rooting for the Niners to win, but you've – Bet on the Eagles because you're fading Den. Just talk about the the crisis in that moment. For me, it was no sweat whatsoever, not a crisis. I was excited. I got to fire uh, Eagles. You know, for at least for me, I, like I told the whole group of people I was with, I was like, I bet with my brain, not my heart. So I don't really give a shit. Yeah, I paid a lot of money to go to the game and fly across the country and watch the Niners play the Eagles, but I had zero problem firing uh eagles right before game time it was 
if anything, I actually uh, took a chug in front of all my buddies and I was like, go Eagles with my Niner shit on and ch- <laughs> slugged the beer right before we walked in. So not a problem for me. Could be a emotional issue for a lot of people. I was the only one in the group that fired Eagles and obviously it didn't work out, but still I would do it again every single time. Kyle, Neil, we'll talk about the contest with us. Uh, all three, you, both of you and myself went two and three. Kmart, you and I fell victim to some of the same bullshit. Steelers is a fave. You just can't do it. You can't lay those points with the Steelers. I don't know why we have to keep learning this lesson every season. And then maybe got caught up on the hype with Arizona defensively. Their offense is flying. Kyler Murray is uh, second in MVP odds right now. But, I mean, one of the biggest covers of week one. Of course, it's a close game week two. So just unfortunately fell victim to a couple traps there. You want to speak to either of those? Yeah, I mean, I'd still bet Steelers again. I mean, it just seemed like a terrible spot. But, you know, we, we talked about how bad their offense looks. They have like the 29th offensive line per PFF. So, you know, we kind of knew these things going in. It was just the, it was just the spot we liked too much. Um, they Raiders had even more injuries than Steelers just going cross country, 10 AM body clock, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'd, I'd bet it again. Like that's more times than not we'll win those, you know, it's just one of those weeks compiled with uh, my other bets of the chargers and Cardinals. I mean, okay, Steelers shit the bed and I'm two and one going into the afternoon. I felt pretty good about winning those fate. One of those faves covering to go three and two, just, you know, turnovers. So that's, that's just what's going to happen. And I'm not going to, in the past, I, you know, get mad at myself. Oh, I took the Colts out for the Cardinals, Uh, but whatever. I mean, I mean, if you watch that game, sure. I mean, Vikings, fine but I still I still like the bets I placed Neil you got anything to add on either of those I I had forgotten that all three of us were on both Cardinals and Steelers we were and I mean no nothing like the three of us weren't talking about I think we all just liked it individually um I yeah I to Kyle's point just I'll reiterate that that Raiders won I think everything lined up and I like I would bet it again in the same set, like everything was just going against the Raiders in that situation. Kudos for them to, for, you know, for stepping up um, and, and taking care of business. It's an inter- that's an interesting team going forward. What about the narrative that big Ben's done or washed up? God, he, he sure looked old. I mean, you know, I thought that, that Oakland was, or Vegas was going to have a really tough time you know, getting any pressure on him with the injuries that they had on their defensive line, even though Pittsburgh's O-line is not great. And you just looked and they were just attacking him the entire game and he, he can't move. You know, if they're not hitting those, you know, 40-yard sideline bombs to, to Claypool or to Johnson, it's like this team does not move the football. Um, it, it, was, it was not a good look for the Steelers. And I think for, for Big Ben particularly. So, um, he, he, for me, it probably Pittsburgh is going to be a stay away for a little while. Um, try to figure out what he's, what he's going to look like. And we saw it at the end of last year. I mean, it took 11 games before they finally lost one. But, you know, Pittsburgh looked like a really bad team at the end of this, end of last year. So, you know, Ben's another year older. And 
it could that regression could come even swifter this year. Uh, and KMR, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but they're laying points again this weekend to your baby Bengals in a division game. So you got two teams who looked really bad last weekend playing against each other in a very important division game in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, it, I got I got my angle. We'll get into that on on Friday, but it it, it could be a stay away, but. I just think there could be an advantage for one of those teams, um, you know, to what Neil was saying. I mean, Steelers offensive line, big Ben, as he washed up, I think time will tell. Yeah. He's put, what is, how old is he? 38, 39, 40 going on 50 uh, the offensive line. I mean, look at Sam Darnold. He could have argued he looked washed up after graduating college, but the jets offensive line and their head coaching was just terrible. And now it's the reincarnation of Darnold. So that's that's my buy or sell with, uh, you know, Big Ben here. And I, I, I don't I just don't think he has I don't want to say the weapons, just the line to protect him because he's not mobile. Yeah, dude, just to add on to they had no business covering week one against the Bills, like I said, and they look like shit this week. Now they're laying points. And then if you look at the look ahead line Matt said or sent earlier. Pittsburgh is a six and a half point dog at home. I mean, oh. week four, like <laughs> the the respect for uh, Big Ben is going away quickly. And if they don't look good, if Bengals win outright, that that number is going to go up. Well, Joe, here's speaking of look aheads because I know you like to look at these like I do. This Bengals Steelers game this weekend, the look ahead line last week was minus seven, and I'm seeing three and a halfs right now. Like, holy shit! Uh-huh. Right, that's huge. That is massive. So, like, well, how do you approach – like, it's Tuesday. We're starting to kind of start to narrow down the slate a little bit. Do you just stay the fuck away from that? Like, I mean – I don't know. I mean, it's it's really – it's 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 a tough decision. I mean, it's just more data that you got to take into account before you place year five. I mean, it's it's already hard enough, but, you know, having more data can't can't hurt you. So, it's, it's a spot I'll definitely look at, man. I, I think – Joe Burrow's probably as good as Big Ben right now. Like, <laughs> so we'll see. But, you know, I'll have to have that discussion in a couple of days here. Okay, Mart, I want to get your take on another narrative coming out of last week or really last night uh, from the week. Uh, Green Bay goes on the road against New Orleans week one. They get absolutely slaughtered. Predictably, they come back last night to Neil's dismay. And they completely take over in the second half and dominate the lowly Lions. Rodgers and the Packers are back. And, oh, where are they going week three? San Francisco for a Sunday night primetime affair. Um, what's your take on this whole, okay, Rodgers is back? I don't think he went anywhere. It was just, you know, game one, things got out of hand. Everybody expected it to be one thing. It went the other way. They come compounded their issues they fixed it uh you know i heard someone say that the lions defense has improved if, if they're improved they must i must have forgotten how just absolutely dreadful they were last year um because we we saw the same thing in week one against the niners just a barrage of points and you know just no real ability to stop the 49ers except for a couple turnovers there in the fourth quarter to make that game close and we saw the same thing last night in Green Bay, first time fans have been there in almost two years. 
So you knew you knew they're going to put on a show, and I mean, there's still a lot of talent on Green Bay's defense to get some stops against very inconsistent Detroit team. So now, Neil, your question, or yeah. <laughs> so Neil, the action on Sunday Night Football this week, the books hung a three and a half, and that is only going to get bets on one side from the public after watching Monday night football and watching Rogers just eviscerate the lions defense. Guess who the public's going to be on Sunday night. It's going to be green Bay getting the hook. Is that a trap? I mean, I think them posting it at three and a half and being comfortable with knowing that they're putting that hook out there with everything that they saw. I think it's, it certainly seems like a huge trap. Um, to me now, San Francisco coming back in there, right? They're playing their first home game of the season um, after being on the road um, for the first two weeks and looking really good. So, so I I think, yeah, the, the books with this one are more than comfortable with the public taking Aaron Rodgers and getting that three and a half. Um, you know, that's a, that was a really interesting line that posted one of the one that stuck out right away because I thought that that was going to be you know, two and a half or three. I was shocked that they were given every. Joe, do you, do you agree, Joe? Do you see the Niners maybe being a, that rare contrarian favorite in a primetime spot Sunday night? Potentially. Yeah. It's just, um, you know, we'll see what the contest posts it. I mean, what if, what if the contest lays a two and a half, like that'll be pretty interesting too. So that's really what I would be looking at is line movement. And then going from there, but it'll probably be a stay away for me. If if anything, I'd be inclined to take the points with Green Bay, even though it's a square dog. But you know, we'll we'll see. The it's really the line move that's going to determine whether or not I play this game. Kyle, it's worth reminding people how these teams match up because two years ago, when the Niners made the Super Bowl, they kicked the shit out of Green Bay twice. And last year, when they were completely injury ravaged, they absolutely got their teeth kicked in by Green Bay. So the big narrative is how injured the Niners are, of course, in the secondary at running back. What's your very early take on this one on Tuesday? Um, 49ers still have their front seven, which is all they need. They, They just need to get a pass rush. Josh Norman just needs to stop being so handsy. Uh, he's, he's got the quickness to stay with receivers, but he just, you know, rules have tightened up a bit since he's been, you know, a very important corner in the league. But losing Verrett, I mean, that scared me last week. You know, that's the number one reason I was not on the Niners in Philly is I did not know how our secondary would look without our lockdown corner. And... I mean, still can't really tell you. I started getting pretty drunk there in the second half, but (laughs) this this is true. (laughs) Matchup wise, I think it's similar to two years ago. I think this line is, you know, we see these, what, two thirds already on the Packers. Oh yeah. 80% of money. It's, it's ridiculous. They just remember last year of them coming to us, kicking our teeth in, but we were just absolutely decimated. You know, something never, never seen before. Running back wise, it's not a big deal. We can we'll we'll play Debo as our running back. Like it it doesn't matter. They'll really they'll use the guy they just took off the Bengals practice squad. Yeah, like yeah, they'll plug and play at running back there as long as we have Jimmy, an offensive line, and D 
Debo and hopefully a return of Ayuk. Still got Kittle. There's just too many weapons, you know, to just distribute amongst them. And that defense, as we saw last week, to contain Hurts. Yeah, I was definitely very, very thrilled to see that. Dude, I think Greenlaw being gone is kind of tough, but, you know, it still, that guy. Greenlaw hurts. Yeah. We'll see. You know, we'll see what, you know, Den's obviously going to be on the Packers 100%. Oh, yeah. um, Yeah, we'll see. and again, if people's takeaway from Monday Night Football last night was that Rodgers is back in sync, I, I think that's the wrong takeaway. I think to watch Detroit and Jared Goff move the ball well on them in the first half, you as a Packers fan, you have to be like, what the fuck is our defense? And you know Kyle Shanahan is going to be able to exploit that. So especially with Green Bay on a short week, I mean, I don't know. I think this is a uh, – it could be a, a public shellacking with them on the dog Sunday night, but we'll see. We got the whole week to watch the line movement on that. Last thing before we get out of here and call it a show, Joe, we got to talk about Fresno State again. I mean, uh, people are starting to finally give them some attention, maybe one of the best group of five teams in the nation. Um, massive win down there at UCLA. I'm looking at the upcoming schedule. Uh, they get UNLV this weekend at home, uh, and then they have two two big road games coming up the next two weeks at Hawaii, at Wyoming. What's the ceiling for this team by the end of the season? Um, well, I took the season win total over six, which is looking super sexy. Uh, I don't know, man. I, if, if they can end the season with a number next to their name, I think that's a, a very good job, especially considering – Preseason, they nobody gave him a shot at winning the Mountain West. It was all Boise for San Jose State. So it's really good to see Hayner come out, pull his you know what out, and uh, win that game while being hurt. But I do think this weekend, laying thirty one at home, <laughs> I, I I'm more inclined to take UNLV in this because I, I think it's a letdown spot one hundred percent for the Bulldogs. They're gonna they're gonna be flat, I think, and uh, I think UNLV is gonna cover thirty one. <laughs> Kyle, Neil, I know we're going to do our college preview tomorrow. You guys have any takeaways from the college football weekend before we get out of here? Last weekend? No, no, not really. Uh, I honestly haven't looked too much. Uh, I'll be doing a lot of that tonight and tomorrow before our pod, but, you know, just keep doing what's working. You know, I like focusing on the Pac-12, Big Ten, Big 12, and maybe a few SEC games every now and then, but always watching for injuries and you know just seeing seeing who the hot hand is and i'm not afraid to ride it i'm not afraid to play a den play uh you're not gonna say anything about your boy dart i mean i don't i don't want to leave a paper trail on my crust for that man (laughs) (laughs) oh god well, I guess we'll get out of here with this then. Uh, we did lose Chris Duke earlier. Um, Joe, to the surprise of no one, Chris just can't figure his shit out tonight. Yeah, that's pretty typical. Yeah, par for the course for Chris. So I guess, Neil, you have to be the one to remind everyone what happens sometimes when you bet on scum like the Lions. Like the Lions, you get a poopy, poopy result. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. This is Fade You.